covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Mernier. about that hype video huh how about it hey welcoming in fans of the 50 yard fight this is the inside the walls podcast zach kyleman in here as always of course alongside my good buddy good pal good co-host the man on the opposite end of the screen it is jim Mernier. as we are going to kick things off with our episode 84 as we begin our team previews leading up to the 2023 NAL season. Remember, one by one each week, we bring a new preview of the seven NAL rosters as well as their schedules. So if you see on screen right now, you realize today you are watching the Mustangs, but there are plenty others ahead on the roster, including next week where we got the Warbirds. We're not talking the Warbirds today. We're talking about the Fayetteville Mustangs, who, well, you'll We'll get into that schedule. There's a little bit of a little, little quick preview. That's the thing. That's all right. Uh, Jim, how, how, you, how you doing, man? How, how's how's the world treating you? A few weeks away. The, the NAL season's closer than you think, buddy. It, it's uh, not too far off. We're technically eight weeks away. Uh, yeah. You got the seven weeks of the pregames for every team. Uh, so if you're listening to this uh, and you're from other cities in the NAL, we're not going to talk about you guys. Today is 100% fully Fayetteville Mustangs. So I know we'll have some listeners out there be like, oh, man, I want them to talk about the new signings here. Um, oh, well. No, this is uh, this is Fayetteville's episode. And we'll, as you saw the past schedule, uh, we'll end the previous series with the defending champions. So the following week after that will be kickoff of the 2023 season. Uh, it's amazing that it's we've – the off season went by fast and that happens yeah. when, you know, the NFL's playing <laughs> that makes it the off season <laughs> go by go quick. Uh, and it's, you know, we're, we're getting into the Fayetteville talk. So um, again, uh, to the listeners, thank you. Remember us, follow us at in pod on all social platforms, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere we're at. Um, we're pretty active. And also, if you're new to the arena uh, game or the arena sport, mm-hmm. uh, remember, follow the Fayetteville Mustangs at Fayette, uh, at Mustangs NAL and also their website. Go visit them at FayettevilleMustangs.com. So uh, there's a lot of things to look forward to, um, especially this uh, this episode. We have a, a on, on mobile Kendrick Ings interview. Uh, mm-hmm. We do want to full warn you with that interview later. Um, there were slight technical difficulties as he is traveling to Maryland from North Carolina. Uh, don't know what for, maybe some for family events, but he does break out a signal here and there. But we had him on the show today to talk about uh, the Fayetteville Mustangs, what maybe teasing a, a reveal of jerseys coming. Um, there's a lot of positive yeah. vibes coming and uh, a lot of his goals especially a, a crucial matchup, a couple matchups this year uh, between a team in the same state that he circled this calendar for. So we got that. We're going to break down a couple of the player teams and the key games of the week. So this is Fayetteville um, 24-7. No, we're not going to talk about Fayetteville all day. <laughs> uh, 
uh, podcast dedicated to the Fayetteville Mustangs. This is their time to shine. This is their, they're the expansion team. As everyone knows, they were announced earlier this off season as the expansion team um, to, uh, to name the, the actually it was called Fayetteville for a couple of weeks before the actual name was dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, so the news is starting to pick up. Um, they have a, a credible, uh, op- especially opening game, home the game week two against Jacksonville. Um, week, yeah, week well, two. Yeah, your your sharks are traveling to are traveling yeah. over there. They'll, uh, they'll be they'll playing the Coliseum. So and so it, this is for you, Fayetteville fans, uh, to the people in North Carolina who are being introduced to the game. This episode is for you. I am Jim Renier. That is Zach Kyleman. Uh, this is Inside the Walls podcast. This is a, a podcast dedicated to the National Arena League and its seven organizations. So with that, Zach, and, let's and talk. It, yeah, I mean, so home of arena football, and as I just am now check, checking on the website for the NAL, this is this is new for us, by the way. I'm bringing this up as we're talking. Uh, you know, home of arena football, home of Ironman football, home of the arena nets, by the way, only league in the country right now that is running the nets. True arena football is back, and you're going to get that with Fayetteville here as well. So. We're we're thrilled. They're going to be entering in at a pretty much a prime time for this sport mm-hmm. getting its legs even further under itself, um, and we're excited to see where they're going. Uh, get things underway. Let's talk about the Mustangs. So, 2023 Mustangs. We've had we've had our takes on on this, but remember this is their preview episode. Just kind of talking about the organization. So, again, here's what you need what you need to know. I guess right off the bat. You have, Co- you have Coach Charles Gunnings, of course, who is going to be heading up the entirety of this roster. He is a very experienced coach who has coached several other indoor leagues in the Fayetteville area, so he is definitely a local guy himself. Uh, you're going to have, of course, like likes of Ben Pippen, who's going to be running and managing the team as well. Uh, member owner is going to be Dr. Robert Twadell out there. Um, they have been gearing up, as Jim has said, you know, setting up things for their home opener, which is going to be a massive tailgate bash uh, coming up against, as you said, the Jacksonville Sharks. So they've gotten things all organized with that. And actually they got a, when we were talking, they've, and as you can see on the graphic, you know, they're getting other things involved with that. They'll have vendors and sponsor opportunities, of course, for that. They're actually going to have a, uh, they're going to actually have a music act that is very popular out there. Mm-hmm. That is going to be tuning. That's going to be part of that tailgate river uh, mist river mist yeah yes who they're let's say uh, locally they are they got some uh, accolades in uh, north carolina we checked out their website uh should be a pretty fun show from all things we've seen um so they're they're gearing up for a lot of action on that and, and honestly not just gearing up for just getting this you know i say the community back involved with fayetteville because i mean there have been attempts in fayetteville but i think that they this one is the best chance for it to best chance for it to move forward and have a prime time mm-hmm. team but they also have, as we've, as you and I have talked at times, and we'll talk right now. They got a roster that you know they've done some solid work getting a mix of new new guys mixed in with some quality veterans or stars on this roster, to where they should be pretty competitive out of the gate for this season. Well, you look at their roster. That of course. Kendrick Kings is on the show today, so he, oh, duh, he's on the team. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you you look. We were. T- I was talking to a, a coach recently, um, and he says to judge a team that's an expansion franchise, you look at the players 
that have experience in the game that the expansion franchise is. You can be, you can be a 10 year vet in football and never play it down in the arena. And you have no idea the landscape and the mentality, even Kendrick mentioned it too, about the, um, the mindset, you can be fast all you want, but if you're, if your mind and your mental state of mind's not fast, you're behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you look at this roster, there's a couple players that, you know, pop up that you, you, you surprise, you go, man, this guy's been in the league for four years, five years, and you realize they're offensive linemen. And you, of course, offensive line, D linemen, when usually you, when you don't hear their name, that means they're doing good. When you hear their name, that means either they're, you know, a savage on the D line or they're a very good offensive lineman. Or if you hear their name on the offensive lineman, you're, you're not doing so well because usually that's not a good sign. Um, but they all they do have some guys that uh, like a Von Cross um, that's a six year vet. Trey Long is two year. He spent his uh, spending care times in Carolina. You got Nathan Driver, three year vet as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a list of guys that you got. Sean uh, gave it six years, and but you have a litter, literally a litter of rookie talent. So there's a lot of young talent, but you have the vets like Kendrick Ings, you know, Rakeem Cato. Trey Long, to name a few, and also a, an arena football vet and Milton Williams, who's coming from the brigade. So that's experience on the back half. You look at a roster and you're trying to establish. We had Mason a couple weeks ago, which he'll join us um, in two weeks for the Jacksonville episode. Um, just giving you a break of news. Um, <laughs> it's just he even said, and he goes, a mindset of a team. Certain teams are designed differently. And Gibson's mind is that you, he wants to be solid up the middle, meaning running back, quarterback, center, D-line, linebacker, and backside safety. Um, that's how Gibson designs his teams. And he goes, usually some of the good arena teams, they are like that. They have a middle that is solid because to disrupt everything in arena football, doesn't care about your out, your out receiver that can run a, a you know four four flat. Yeah, you can be speed him if your center and your and your center and your fullback slash running back can't block. The quarterback can't do anything, and that receiver has run that speed doesn't really mean anything. Um, but there are some players on this team like uh, Antonio Penn. Like he is a vet. He's been everywhere in the mm-hmm. arena football. Um, but if you look at a lot of these guys and the receiver, the, the colleges are from, you know, you got Catabal, you got Shaw, you got North Carolina, you got Winston-Salem, you got Independence CC. I think that's Independence College in Tennessee, uh, Kansas, if I'm right. Um, so it could be a guy from the last chance you don't know. Um, there, You look at a lot of these players, you can tell they're local or they have connections with the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And again, with the expansion team, it's so difficult to know what type of team they're going to be because we do have not seen them play together. We know what the Empire are going to be. We know what the Sharks are going to be. We know how they were Predators in San Antonio because we've seen them before. Expansion teams are completely different. Um, it's not like West Texas and San Antonio. This is they've played before and they're now in the league. This is a brand new franchise. So experienced players mixing with some young talent could gel early. It's all depends on how early they can gel and how fast they can get out of the gate. Um, but again, when you hear the interview with Kendrick Gaines later, later in the episode, ladies and gentlemen, he makes a statement that what well, he said, the bit Carolina, they started out of the gate too fast. And as the season came to an end, they, you know, slowed down and they got caught and they lost the, the final game. He's like, 
you want that, but at the same time, you don't want that. You want to catch, get fire, catch on fire at the right time. So when you look at a team like Fayetteville, you have no idea how these pieces are going to gel. But also, going from Mason and the people we've talked to, if you're strong up the middle, that tells you. And I think they have a quarterback in Cato, and they have two good stu- uh, two good receivers in Long and Ings, and you have a guy in Milton Williams I think is going to be your back safety or that third DB. So you have a guy who can solidify the back end. And those are key pieces to establish in a franchise. Um, you can name players from everywhere, no matter history of the arena football. Um, teams that have big-time safeties, or especially in Ironman, are you know solid two-way players. And mm-hmm. the more two-way players that you can play at elite level, the more success you're going to have this season. And it's again, it's a franchise. It's an early expansion team. So many questions, and it's so it's like it's like the, the beef that we've gotten from our power rankings. No respect for Fayetteville. It's just basically how we kind of treated San Antonio last year, and we were introduced to a lot of talent in San Antonio within weeks of the season beginning. And I expect that here in Fayetteville. It's like I think that we're going to know people like, where did this guy come from? Oh, yeah, and look it up. It's You know, we can't talk about stats. We can't talk about numbers. We can't claim anybody on this team as the greatest player um, because most of them we haven't seen. We know what Kendrick can do. We know what Cato can do. We know what Milton Williams can do, and we know what Trey uh, Trey Long can do because we've seen him, seen them in the act. And there's other players there, of course. I guarantee I've seen these offensive linemen play constantly. It's just when you're watching or reading a football, you go, "Oh, the guy does a good block." It happens. Like they'll get their names, like a, as a you know Cornelius Lewis. They'll get like a Ziggler. They'll get it as a Brandon Cisse. The names will appear if they go out there and perform and make big plays, big tackles, big blocks, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all sunshine and rainbows. But yes, it's a lot of question marks. But again, like we talked in our player rankings earlier, it comes down to my opinion two guys, um, Cato and Milton Williams. Is your defense is your defensive leader going to lead that team? Is your offense is Cato? Did he get more experience? Did he learn from what he learned in Orlando last year? Is he willing to make that next step? And now that you have two good receivers in Trey Long and Kendrick Ings, of course, there's a, and Antonio Penn. There's a couple of players there. Can you dis, can you establish a mentality early in the year and sustain it? You don't yes. don't start off on fire. Like sustain it. Make it when you're getting the week ten, week eleven you're in the conversation of the playoffs and you're not way in the back. So yeah, a lot of question marks, but still we're not bashing Fayetteville from our power rankings. We're just, there's a lot of questions. And look, look, power rankings, they, they always get a response. And the thing is, is no matter what, someone has to be at the bottom of the list. It eventually happens. You know, does that mean you stay there forever? No, look, I'm, I've said enough on this show and I'm going to repeat again. They have a lot of veteran talent that, puts them at a much better position than other expansion teams. Cause we, cause we were wondering like, who do they pick up? I mean, having, mm-hmm. having not only a quarterback that, you know, showed signs of being the, uh, I would say he was the guy at times in Orlando just needed it a little bit more. I think of the game slowed down for him. Mm-hmm. That's a good, there's going to be a great, a good starter there. And he's going to get talent that is solid receiving talent around him. You know, Trey Long, Donovan, I mean, Donovan Raspberry is going to be there who had his own flashes in Orlando two years ago. Uh, you can talk about, for example, Kendrick Ings. And as, like I said, there's not enough that can be said about Kendrick Ings' impact that he's had in recent years, especially with the Cobras. I mean, mm-hmm. there are guys here 
that they're going to be able to give them a floor, you know, as well. Defensively, like you talked about, Milton Williams, you know, Chris Page, again, someone who's a contributor over with Orlando. You know, that was a good pickup. That's a guy that I can see being one of their two starting DBs right out of the gate that they're going to have that's a good floor on that side of the ball. You know, it comes down to those. I think the kicking game, you know, Eric Amaya, who's going to be projected to be their starting kicker, I think that's something that's right now more of a question mark. But if he is a solid kicker and can get deuces, you know, Mm -hmm. less being rebounded off the net and get you some points, that'll put you at an advantage. You know, also... Can your front is your front three on both sides of the ball? Will it stack up? You know they do have Russell that they brought over. You know who had played solid reps with the Sharks. Of course, question is, you know we'll have to see who else I think kind of steps up into the plate. But that's what we're looking at. Otherwise, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, they might have finished seventh in our rankings for the points, mm-hmm. but they do have pieces. You know, specialty player wise, they got pieces. So you should feel good. I think like you're talking. Biggest thing is. Does Rakeem Cato slow his game down and use his talents to where he sees his guys and he makes decisive choices in that process? Because if he can do that, he does less scrambling, is a little less on trying to make something magically happen. I think he could take possibly a Sam Castronova-esque type of step if he's able to slow his game down enough. Because that, that's that's what he was flashing last year. There were some really good moments. He just needed to, you know, less scramble, more pick and throw where needed and find your guy who's open because you know keep the drives alive keep those points going and you can win more arena games that way you know you miss on a possession or two like they did in orlando last year and contests kind of get out of hand at times so you know plus he gets a fresh start now in fayetteville that helps a lot too you know he did exit from orlando and they had to and he kind of gets uh catch his breath now he gets to go to a new organization and be the guy and get a new set of veterans around him so he a lot of question marks, I think, in terms of his progression, but I think he is possibly he has a good chance of doing what we think he can do in terms of making it to where he'll be a guy you're wanting to watch every week. And for Fayetteville to need that. Yeah, um, they do. If he can make that Sam Castronova move, um, that's that's pretty good for Fayetteville. That will be for them from uh that team like, oh, they're just you know, a bunch of you know, you know, plug and place players to a contender instantly because mm-hmm. we seen Cato with that talent. Um, it's just, he was a rookie last year in Orlando and in, in rookie situations, like what Kendrick Gaines says in his interview, you can be fast all you want, but if your mental state of mind doesn't slow down, then you're not going to succeed. And a lot of quarterbacks make, they, as they progress in the game, they get better. They learn more. The game slows down. You hear all the cliches of all the, you know, the different terms from football um, coaches and people who, again, follow the sport. Um, but in the arena game, like you said, the, the kicking situation, um, for Fayetteville fans, if you're new to, to the net rule, um, go follow some, go watch some old classic YouTube videos of it from other leagues in the past. Um, they're They're very entertaining like you got hill mary's bouncing off it that can you know ricochet you can have a 14 point swing that's very common and with nets where you score a touchdown you kick off and you get the ball because it ricochets off the net and you score a touchdown again um, that's happened a few times um but one thing if you're new to the game kickers in the national arena league are just not just specialists they're used as weapons too uh, because the deuce rule is still in effect 
no matter yes we got the rebound that's and that rule's growing across the industry by the way uh just saying another league uh, adopted it full time throughout their game so yeah you can uh, thank the nal for that innovation um that is becoming more prominent in the arena indoor scene and that's uh Mm -hmm. that started with the national arena league yeah and for we've seen players in the past uh marco orosco uh peterson you know bear down here in jacksonville uh and blancher uh uh who's the kid that um was it burrows from orlando a couple years ago who came in the scene and his first kick in the game was a deuce and mm-hmm. he and you got um justin um that who's gonna be here in jacksonville who played in orlando last year um kickers are weapons they're just not just specialists but we do want to say that um there will be some interesting uh changes to the kicking rules a little bit um we're going to allow it's it's not going to be drastic i just know that there's going to be some interesting rules they're going to be pretty cool that will make the game more intriguing so there are certain kickers in the league that like to kick it out of bounds um intentionally um we'll get penalized even more um to make it fair and balanced so Kicking game is a threat in the National Arena League. Um, again, I, I'm not going to tell the, what's going on uh, until it's actually announced, official, official. But I know that there there's going to be some rule changes because of the Nets. When the, uh, yeah, when, it's just going to be nice, like, you know, like I said, no matter who the kickers are this year, and again, mm-hmm. like we talk about this in the question of, you know, we'll see how Amaya Amai is, but stuff's going to be in bounds, and you're not going to be worried about out-of-bounds plays. Like, returns are going to be great. Because, like, I'll tell you, you know, whoever's returning it, I hope it's Kendrick, by the way, because this is one aspect that the Mustangs will be happy to have is that Ings is an experienced return man. Uh, He's one of the better ones to have done it in most of the indoor or arena leagues he's been in, which has really been the NAL and the old AFL. And Mm -hmm. he's a deadly threat. Dude's a speedster. So, you're, he has plenty of experience re- getting him off the rebound net, nets. You'll like to have him for that too. That is an aspect of his game that's important and way more important this year coming with that. So another leg up for the Mustangs that they're going to have is that veteran le- that veteran leadership of him playing pretty much, mm-hmm. it sounds like three spots, possibly three spots max. Yeah. Like he'll be, he'll be vital to uh, make or break as how that team performs yeah. this year. And there's also there's also going to be players um, on on these teams, especially new young expansion teams, that they'll be reintroduced. But there are some vets that may pop out of nowhere and go, man, I, I've heard this guy, Chris Page, a DB, mm-hmm. three years in the league. He's a journeyman in the NAL. He he can basically you know be your number one, number two quarter. But a receiver that I want you guys to pay attention to is Donovan Raspberry. Um, he had a, a season last year. Um, <laughs> it was pretty unique, uh, but he's a key guy to watch. Uh, he he's a, dude is five eight full speed. He he reminds me of a Kyler Rashad out of San Antonio, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he was just behind so many players and other teams he was with that he couldn't shine. But I think that's a guy to keep it keep your eyes on. And if you want to talk about linebackers. I know we we love linebackers here. Watch out for Josh Smith. Uh, I've watched film on him recently. Um, guy runs around. Guy's three hundred five, a three hundred five linebacker. Yeah, and D line. So he's going to be playing the most likely. He's going to be playing the Jack. Um, but no, 
Yeah, the Jack. He won't play the Mac. Uh, but still, that's there's a couple key players you look on this team. Of course, we are seven weeks away, so half this rot, not most of this, ninety percent of this roster will stay. A lot of people will get released, so uh, that's what happens in this game. You training camp uh, eliminates a lot of good talented players, so. A lot of these guys on this roster right now, most of them will make the team. Some of them will miss, and others will find new homes in other teams in the league, in our league, or in other leagues. Um, and of course, again, for the fans of Fayetteville, keep your eye on other leagues like the XFL, USFL, and CF and the CFL, uh, because they're going through their train their their drafts and their and their training camp cuts pretty soon. And you'll see a lot of players find homes in the National Ring League, so keep your eyes out on that too. So this is you know pre-camp of rosters, but you'll see guys once you find and once you get into this team and start watching this game, you'll realize the players that you've seen before: Trey Long, Kenry Gaines, Cato, uh, Antonio Penn, Donovan Raspberry, and, and, uh, crap, even um, uh, Russell. Yep, they play in Jacksonville, so uh, you'll see people come in and you'll go, Hey, I remember that guy. I know, you know, Daniel Bender, like I've seen him before. It's just the names won't recognize. If you look at the screen until you see the face and you see film of them, you go, Oh, that's who he is. Um, so yeah, I think for, um, for Fayetteville's sake, a lot of people will go, well, they're still the seventh ranked team. How dare you rank them, you know, where they're at. Um, there's talent there. They have experience. They have a depth of experience, and they also have a lot of uh, rookies. So that will help them grow. Um, there will be a star that comes out that we didn't overlook. We overlooked, and there will be a veteran that will be there. He's done his thing. He's done his time, and mm -hmm. he still does his things. Like Kendrick Ings. Like we were going to have him on the interview uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, Kendrick Ings was a top five receiver in the National Arena League last year. He was top five and um, specialist again. Um, and when he speaks in this interview, he has a lot of goals and aspirations this season. Um, Some highly, you know, like he wants to be not just the Iron Man, he wants to be, you know, super Iron Man to the, you know, 12 degrees. <laughs> like, but you expect that from a player. That's a, that's a competitive player. Um, but yeah, for Fayetteville, you got, you, tickets are on sale now, ladies and gentlemen. Again, um, promotion here for them as well. Tickets are on sale now, FayettevilleMustangs.com. Um, the week two game against the Jacksonville Sharks is the, again, um, it's the ultimate tailgate party for their mm -hmm. game. So from what I've heard so far from sources is that ticket sales are going very well. Um, and as we get closer, the ticket sales will get even better. They have a nice venue uh, to the yep. people in Fayetteville. You, you guys have a hockey team. You guys have an indoor uh, soccer team there. So from those looking at the the hockey team and the indoor uh, soccer team um, attendance numbers, they do support their teams. So I expect a good crowd there. So remember, FayettevilleMustangs.com for season tickets and single games. And I think single deck game tickets come out March 15th on Ticketmaster. Yes, that, was, that was brought up recently. March 15th, they will have single game tickets up on Ticketmaster uh to be brought up but uh mm -hmm. so far so good good if it from what we've been told with the uh ticket amount so far considering they haven't sold single tickets yet um that is that is promising so mm -hmm. ni nice to hear about the that you you know we're looking for a good it sounds like it's gonna be a good crowd for that home opener on april 8th and against the sharks by the way who you know good you know good uh 
good good fan base to be uh, playing. It's good good team that is uh, you know one of the legacy teams here for the NAL to be playing against too to open things up. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. And Man, Gibson's it, second game is that as the Sharks head coach. So <laughs> it happens. You know, it's uh, interesting. Uh, actually, I think that'd be yeah. We'll we gives the first week we're at West Texas. So yeah, um, we. Uh, we like to go on the road and be expansion teams his first home game for some reason this season, but, uh, but still, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, I, this, we've been 30 minutes of talking to the preview of the team. We'll come back after our interview with Kendrick Ings. We'll break down the Fayetteville Mustang schedule and key games uh, for the 2023 season. And ladies and gentlemen, we were, we were joined another by wide receiver DB specialist, top five receiver in standings, 2021 NAL first team offensive rookie of the year. No more you introductions. New names. Ladies and gentlemen, Fayetteville Mustangs wide receiver, Kendrick Kings. Well, everyone, it's a moment you've been waiting for as we are continuing our coverage and analysis of the Fayetteville Mustangs as part of our team preview series leading into the 2023 NAL se- season. And we're going to be doing interviews with key players and personalities and coaches from all seven teams. We're bringing in a friend of the show, someone that we had on last year. He is switching places, still in the same state, just under a new name. He's with the yeah. Fayetteville Mustangs. It is Kendrick Ings, the all-NAL talent himself, wide receiver Yo. for the Mustangs. Kendrick, hey, glad to have you on, man. Uh, hey, same state, new places, and uh, trying to build up the sport in Fayetteville, North Carolina. How how you doing lately, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, had a great off season. Uh, just really been training, working, and spending time with the family, man. And getting closer to God, you know, just waiting patiently for the season to come around. We are a month out from camp, so I'm excited. Definitely excited. Yeah, crazy times ahead. I mean, like I said, you're you're going to be getting as we as I talked about, you're going to be getting into a brand new organization. You know, you were coach mm-hmm. coach Gunnings, of course. You know, with that with the doc himself owning it, Ben Pittman, of course, helping run things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it been for you so far? Um, we we did a pre-talk. I understand that there's some stuff coming up. Camps are coming up in the near future, but you know, how's it been? You've signed on for a few months, so how, how's it been for you so far? Yeah, I signed on. I signed pretty early than I usually do, but I just I just wanted to get it out of the way. Um, Coach Gunn, I haven't met him, but I have talked to him a lot lately since I signed. Um, I heard nothing but great things about him. That's what that's what what, what I'm excited about. Like every anybody that said anything about Coach Gunn. It's nothing but positive things, and, that, and that's a, and that's a great that's a great thing to know. They're going into a new organization, knowing that everybody has good things to say about your head coach, uh, Coach Anson. Of course, I know him. That's my brother. He's going to be offensive coordinator there. I don't know anybody else. I'm, I'm excited to meet everybody else. But as far as the people I've talked to, I talked to Ben uh, through text, but not over the phone. But me and Coach Gunn, I feel like we're going to get along very well. I don't see us not yet, not gelling. I talked to Cato. Uh, We've been just chopping up, seeing what he likes, what he what he sees on the field, what I see on the field. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited about that connection. We we both from Miami, so you know how we do down there. Ah. So I mean, it, it, it's time we we going live for sure. Uh, I got one of my best friends being my teammate this year, Milton Williams. Uh, who got my boy Juju coming back? Got my boy Raz coming. Uh, Nate Nate Driver was in count with me last year. 
uh, I think Jordan, the lineman Jordan played with me with the Cobras the first year I was with them. So I'm going to see some familiar faces, and I'm looking forward to uh, meeting new guys, connecting with those guys. Just excited to see what Fayetteville has to bring, honestly. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm excited, man. I'm, it's like I, every year every year for me, I go into the season like I'm a rookie. I feel like okay. that keeps me young. I feel like that keeps me young, that keeps me humble, and uh, that just keeps me – uh driven and helps me grind like I, I go into camp thinking like yo i could get cut any day i could get cut every day is cut day so uh that's just a mindset i have going into each camp like i don't have it made like outside looking in people are like oh man he's an eight-year vet he's seven-year vet man he got he knows the game which is true but i don't let that get to my head i don't think i got it made i gotta grind for everything i i, I have I've, I've been doing that since day one me not going to college, me making it all the way to the NFL, me just playing professional football period when I was told I wasn't because I needed to go to school. So, I mean, I've been I've been grinding since day one, so it's nothing new. So I just keep – that's what keeps me going, though. I go into camp knowing, yo, you could, this could be your last day. You, I've been cut before. I don't want to be cut again. So I go – just because it's not the NFL, it's not the CFL, this is still a professional league. So definitely got to take it serious. Right, right. I mean, hey, that that's something you know. You're t- going with a chip on your shoulder. I feel like at this level, you kind of you kind of do get get that used to that in a way mm-hmm. as a player. At least people, I've players I've talked to like yourself. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten for you. And I mean, that's kind of weird for me to think. Weird for me to think in a sense as like a fan and analyst because on on our sheets, we're looking at the roster. We see you as like one of the top or the top target in Fayetteville. But that being but that being said, you know, you still are approaching it like, hey, you know, you never know what comes up ahead in this sport. It is a cutthroat business no matter what. So 100%, you are signed, 100%. but you still gotta prove yourself even if you have that status. Yeah, and I got a new chip on my shoulder this year because uh, I'm not a cobra, but right. <laughs> I wanted to be I want I think it, it just made it inconvenience for me, but that's just something that is more fuel to the fire now because I'm I'm like I got something to prove. Just, just, just to let you, just to let y'all know, I got something to prove, and I'm looking forward to proving it. And this year, what's 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 going to be better for me this year is like I know I'm going to be playing both sides of the field. Last year, I came in the season think I was going to be the OS. Uh, uh, the game came around. Coach made adjustments, and I'm like, yo, it makes sense. You want your, you want to have, you got two offenses especially, so you want your quarterback in your center. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, but. I've been playing DB. The first position I ever played was DB. I've been playing DB since I was a, a jit, since part ball. DB and running back. I played DB and running back all the way up until uh, my junior high school. And then my junior high school, they switched me to quarterback, senior year quarterback. And after that, uh, like I said, I tried to go to college, but didn't work out. But I knew I wasn't going to play quarterback in the NFL. So I switched over to receiver at, uh, what, 22, 23, 22. I started mm-hmm. training myself as receiver. And then I just started getting better with my craft, and, that, and I just stayed on that side. At DB, man, like, I, I they call me baby prime time. I ain't going to lie to you. Back in the day, <laughs> I, I, mean, I kid you not. If you, look at my, if you even look at my gear, my demeanor, it's all prime time. The, the, the bandana around my head, the, the, the headband around my neck, all that's Dion, man. Like, that's my favorite player of all time. Like, so that's all Dion. But what's, what's going to be better for me this year is I actually going into the season knowing that I'm going to be playing DB. So I've been training, getting back. You know, training as a DB. I do Monday, Tuesdays. I dedicate myself to offense. Wednesdays and Thursdays is all defense. Fridays cardio, and you know, I have a like a whole schedule that I get, I try to stick to as much as possible. With life, it kind of alters with my son from family time and work. Mm-hmm. But 
most of the time I'm locked in, you feel me? Like, even last night, I went to the gym around, what, 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock a.m.? I was off today. Wow. So, I'm like, man, I, I I would just, when I'm bored or if I have a lot on my mind, I think that's my escape. I, I go to the gym where I try to find a field or, or you know, I just go running. So, and I think that's just a, that's important for us athletes. Uh, people as people as people as general just have a positive outlet you can do when whenever when life gets hard. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, man. But I'm I'm definitely excited. I I got my 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 hips, my my back pedal. Everything is. Last year I did like last year I was arguably like the top. You know, I say top five, top ten DB in the league. Oh no, I did. I, I I didn't give up much. Now I played a lot of snaps on that side. I gave up I think three touchdowns. I had what two in this, I had really four interceptions, but only two of them counted. They Man. took two away from me. One of them got called back from my office, uh, offsides on defense, and one they called me for PI. I was going to get it was in, man, it was in um, <laughs> it was versus uh, it was in Georgia versus the Lions. Oh, I was okay, going yeah. against I was going against a, the six eight guy they got, and they called me for PI. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The dude, 6'8", he came at me, and I, he put his hands on me. I put my hands back, and I picked it off, and they called me for P.I. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. Like, man, this dude, he's literally, like, he's a giant. David versus Goliath over here, and you, and you call him P.I. on David. <laughs> got, a little, got a little handsy, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm, Yo, you're what? talking. You're talking training. So I got. I got to ask. First off, do you have any insight if you're going to be returning? And second, how do you train? Are you even able to do any training with net rebounds this year? Remember, the Nets are back, so yeah, you know, got to be more focused on that than ever again. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking about. I feel like it's only maybe two of us, maybe three of us in this league that had experience off the net. Myself, um, Beavers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and Prince, there's. Yeah, I remember Prince, you with the Blackjacks being the main return guy back in the. Yeah, yeah I, I man, I, I've been returning since I got in the league. My my, my rookie year in um uh, right. Tampa, I was second in return yards and touchdowns behind my boy Brandon Tompkins. He the goat. Uh, and then the following year, I actually led the league in returns, uh, return yards and return touchdowns. Uh, but I'm excited, man. It, it's 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 just new. It's not new to me. So I mean, if he wants me to return, I definitely get back there. That's that's for, that's a familiar place with me. So I mean, if you want me to return, I'm all for it. I get back there and return some kits, and it's gonna be a lot different with that with the nuts as well. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about that. Um, as far as training, uh, you can't necessarily train. Um, and if anybody listening, all the, all my athletes that's going to be playing arena football, one thing you can do to to uh, to like you know mimic the nets. Face a wall and just have somebody uh, throw uh, uh, either a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball over your head and you react to catch it because that's what oh. it's going to be. That's what that's what it's going to feel like. So if you face a wall and have somebody throw a tennis ball or throw a lacrosse ball at the wall, you have to react and catch it. That's what it's going to be like because you got it. Once you kick it, you're going to be facing the kicker. He kicks it, you locate it, see where it's going, and now you got to react off the net because it depends on if the net is loose. If it's a tight net, you got to understand it might hit the bar. If it hits close to the bar and the net is going to pop up, it's different ways you got to, you know, practice. Hopefully they can get some practice with it during, uh, during camp because I don't know how many people play in their arena or practice in their arena, but it, 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 it's not hard. Just don't overthink it, really. It's not hard. Okay. It's just a reaction. And then you, if you've been playing football for 
10 to well, since you was little, it's all about reaction. So it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be hard. It's not that difficult. But last time we had you on the show, we were live in your practice and we were yeah. visited by many players on your team um, before the championship game up in Albany. Now that you're in Fayetteville, you are basically the vet. You've been to the title game. And you know how to get there. How will, how will you as a vet lead a young team, which it is a young team. A lot of these players, this is a move up in their move up in their profession uh, to have that mentality to pursue a championship because now you're, you don't have the Carolina squad. You have Cato and you have, you know, Trey Long and the other guys. How's your experience going to lead? How are you going to lead them? Just like, and plus for you, you have the, the last football game you played has, has left a guarantee bad taste in your mouth. Um, yeah. How, and now you're in Fayetteville, right. different team, but you still yeah. have the same goal. Yeah. So um, basically, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm bring to like, don't overthink it. Like, you know, you know that saying, age is not by the number. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it plays a, a part in football too. Like, um, yeah, you might be young, you might be a rookie, but I mean, it's football at the end of the day. So, whoever come ready, whoever come prepared, whoever come. Hungry, whoever comes disciplined is gonna is gonna normally come out on, on top. Whether you're a rookie, a, full, a team full of rookies, if you have a team full of rookies, a team full of vets, and that and the vets come in taking it lightly, and the rookies are more hungrier, they mess and make the less mistakes, and they win the game. Then what are you gonna say? Oh, the food? No, it wasn't a food. It was just that that any given Sunday, anybody could win, anybody could lose. So I feel like me being the vet, I just want, I'm, I'm gonna be playing DB and receiver. So and my job is to make the game simple. For these mm -hmm. guys let them let them know that it's not it's a fast pace but it's not as fast as you think it is like i was blessed my rookie season to have tt Tolliver as a veteran on my as, as a receiver he was my teammate tt Tolliver, if you don't know what that is he's the goat man he got all the records in the um in the afl he's like mm -hmm. he's played played until he was 42 years old he's a goat and what he told me was like man he's like i'm gonna I'm hey man he's slow down man you, yeah, I mean, you are you, you fast. You, you, it, it ain't that fast. It's a fact, but you, you fast. Just slow down, man. You gotta be full throttle all the time. And that, that, that taught me just be patient. I don't have to be. I, and it, it played a part in my game. Now, people always say, "Oh man, you move." I'm really just cruising because I'm just moving at a fast pace but under control. So that's a, that's the one thing I'm just teaching them. It's not as fast as you think it is. It, it slowed down. The prime example uh, was my rookie season. I caught a hitch and like. I, 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 I like hit away and and film session. They chew me out, man. What are you doing? Turn, turn around and, and get busy. So it's because I'm thinking I'm about to get hit right away. But me learning right. that that's another thing. Breaking down film. I'm I'm a big film guy. So to to my message to my to the guys on the team, whoever want to learn Ricky Ovitz, let's 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 make this game as simple as possible because it's a simple game. Let's have fun. And let's watch this film. The film is going to show, show you everything you need to do. The eye of the sky don't lie. So we go be in camp. Going, and I'm going to tell them. Uh, see, I'm different in camp now. All right, I'm not going to step into that leadership role until we until we make the final. Until we have the roster, you know. As far as camp go, it's it's cutthroat. I'm not that friendly. I, I got a job. I'm trying. Like I said, I'm trying to make the team. I'm out here just like you. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be killing you. With kindness, but I'm I'm really trying to take your head off type thing. You feel me? So, but once yeah, we, yeah. What, yo, 
know, once we uh make the have the final roster and I'm on that final roster, then I, I can start implementing everything that I know and try to pour out to these guys so we all gonna be on one one on one page on one accord. So we can suck up these wins and, and, and get make it to the big dance and now we make it to the big dance and win the big dance. And me from me learning from me learning why from last year, it's not about making it to the big game. It's about it's about making it, but once you get there, you gotta you had to execute. Last year we we didn't execute sure. at, at all. We we was it was horrible, honestly. And I could go on and on. We could tell you why, but I'm I'm only gonna get into that. I'm not throwing anybody on the bus and nothing like that. But we all play like some trash. Not all. I'm, okay, I'm gonna be real with you. Not all of us, but some of us play like some trash that game. But yeah, and it showed. You mean you got that butt whoop? But um, yeah, that's why I feel like I bring to the table. I, I just wanna. As know it's simple. Um, I'm, I'm an open book. You can ask me about life. You can ask me about football, whatever it is you need to know. I'm always helping. I'm a coach on the field by heart, you know, videos on their Instagram. And I always, if I see something, I always get them their, their platform, get them their props. But I also be like, hey, man, you should fix this. You lean in this, you know, showing them. And I, and I expect that back to me. I, I love crit, uh, criticism. Like, I'm always one, I always want to be, be get better. So if you see a flaw in my game, I expect you to tell me just like I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's the only way you can keep improving as a, as a squad. I think for for yourself, you know, if you want to, in the arena sense, you want to be sure you're filling your role. You know, it's a game that even more so than the outdoor game, it comes down to really those split second moments even more than yeah. not, and yeah. that the flow of the game is extremely important to whether you win or lose, and if you can keep that momentum mm-hmm. going. So I totally get it because like. You know, you're talking. I don't. I know you just said you want to reiterate too much for the championship, but like, you know, me being there, that was definitely the case. Like, once things snowballed, you guys definitely, at least at that time, it got out of hand. Now you get to. It's weird because leading in the show, we kind of asked, but like, you're get you told us you're marking those Cobras games down on the map on your calendar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because fascinating because because you're starting essentially. With Fayetteville being new, I mean, I we've been talking like this is going to be trying to start to blossom, possibly an in-state rivalry of sorts. Of course, uh, if you 100%. can get that going, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm 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 gonna start it off. It is a rival. I don't like I I I love y'all. I love the organization. I love the fans, but I I, I don't I don't like the Cobra. You feel me? I can't because I'm not a Cobra. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Rob. I talked to Rob the other day. That's my guy. You feel me? Like. Even a couple of guys on the on, on the team, we always gonna be cool. But once that whistle blow, and we on the other side, I, I was the Cobra, the the the, the actual or the, the players on the field. Like I, you, you're gonna see me interact with my fan, the fans all the time. I don't care where I'm at. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't care. You hate me, you love me. I'm going to interact with the fans. That's that's what that's. I think that's what, that's just me as a person. I'm mean, just like to you know communicate and vibe with the fans. It's a fun game. So, but as far as the players. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you a prime example. Mike Green, he's a Cobra. That's my brother. I knew him since I was 12 years old. So I'm gonna bust his ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sorry, excuse my language. I'm I'm my goal is to do him dirty. And he's gonna say the same thing. I'm trying to tell you. I told him the first play, if I got a hitch and we not I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna try to shake, I'm gonna try to run you smack dad over. The first play, I told him that, and I'm like, wait, wait till the first play, y'all go see. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try to run my green wide, and smack that open. 
he ain't here tonight. That's my boy. I'm gonna try to demolish him on that first play. But yeah, man, that's that's the, that's the fun of it though, you know. Because and then once the once the game over with, maybe we go go we go go hang out with. That's my brother, man. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't do the uh the beef the the drama stuff. Just know it's a it's just competitive a competitive sport a competitive sport. So I mean that's what it is. It could be my mother on the other side. Ruth, you're gonna get the business. I mean, <laughs> and, and then and, and then after I massage your foot or something, mom, let's go. Let's go get some food. But doing mm-hmm. these missions, I gotta I gotta do you dirty. It's it, it's you it's a brotherhood on it's a brotherhood on the on the on the turf. But yeah, you, yeah. or it's brotherhood off the turf. But it it's business on. You're they basically yeah, laying that out right now. Of course, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm somewhere smack that game too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the benefit of having the that rivalry travel must will be easy unlike yeah, any other it's game like, it's like down 90, the street 90 minutes i think 90 minutes an hour yeah, to 90 minutes yeah, yeah it's not bad that, yeah. I, hopefully it's you get some long. road coverage with like teams traveling both ways for fans that would be really nice man this out them talk, i talked to a couple of cobra cobra friends they said yeah they're coming up there for the game they're going, they're Sweet. going to come to the yeah so uh, I was talking to Doug the other day. He's a big Cobra friend. He said, "Yeah, man, we already uh, planned the weekend. We come up there to watch the game." I'm like, "That's what's up." He told me he, he I didn't know he was a fan since uh, the uh, the he's been a fan since I was at the Storm. Like he's been watching me since I played for the Storm. I didn't even know that. I'm like, "Man, that's what's up." That's how that's how you know, like, man, you can connect so much with this uh, arena with the arena period. And I I made a post on the NAL page the other, like maybe a month ago, just stating the fact to like. I know guys doing this page to promote yourself and everything, and that's awesome. Do that. But promote the league, man. You'd be surprised how many people don't even know about Arena. But once they mm-hmm. find out about Arena and they go to a game, they're hooked, you know, because it's a totally different game. And it's in the offseason for the NFL, so you're not missing. It was a uh, Eagles fan in the, in the, in, at my job. Yes, I was, was going to ask him. you about that. I'm glad you yeah. bring this up. I was going to ask you about that on this show. Yeah, man. It was – what you want to know? Yeah. It was the Eagles fan at a job, and I and I was just seeing. I was I was talking smack. I'm like, man, you ain't no Eagles fan. You got all that. You you a bandwagon. Then he was like, nah, nah, I've been an Eagles fan. I'm like, that's what's up. And I was like, man, you just are you like you a sports fanatic or you just an Eagles? Like, man, I love sports. I love football. I'm like, man, you ever been to an arena game? You like, what's that? I'm like, you don't know about arena football? I'm like, man, they it's a team here, and um, cause I live in Greensboro, so the home team is uh the Cougars. I'm like, man, so. It's a team here that play in the Coliseum right up the street, man. They play the season coming up in March. You should definitely check out the game. Matter of fact, I play for I don't play for, I play for them the last two seasons, but I'm in Fayetteville now. But we do play here. If you want to come to the game, let me know. I'll get you some tickets, and we swap numbers. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be at the game because we he tested me after we after that. Just he, I guess he went on YouTube and he YouTube the game, and he's like, and you I guess you YouTube me or YouTube the the game, and he's like, yeah, man, I definitely want to come to the game. So I'm like that. So that as that's, that's awesome. all it is, man. People. People don't know about arena, but once they because they think arena died when the AFL left, when the AFL folded the first time. When the AFL folded the first time, they thought it was just over with. So when it came back, it's all about promotion. It's all about putting yourself out there, talking mm-hmm. about the team, not just talking about yourself, talking about the team, the league, everything. Once once people find out about it, man, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna it it, it's gonna, it could get what we really want it to be, where it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. they had they had video game they had video games back in, when they first came out because it's new, but people think it's not it's not it's not, it don't exist anymore. But once they find out, it, it man, listen, every chance every every chance I get, I'm promoting the arena league. I'm promoting NAL. Like I tell people all the time, people always ask me, man, 
Hey man, uh, first of all, I think people think I'm still 24, 25, 26 years old. I'm 30, <laughs> I, I'm, thir I'm 32. So you know, people always, I don't look at it, I know it's okay, you know, I'm <laughs> young. <laughs> but, but I tell people, um, the chances of me, I, I still like, can I play in the NFL? Yes, I believe I can play in the NFL. I could play mm -hmm. yeah, SFL, all that guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't put nobody above me because I know I just, I, if you do the comparison game, I used to do this when I was younger. Because mm -hmm. I used to, when I was 22, 23 years old, trying to make it to the league, I will always watch the combine. And I will always be, because I always tell athletes that I train, be real with yourself. If you're a receiver and, and you're my size, I'm 5'10", but, but 75, I cannot think I'm going to play in the NFL and I'm running a 4'7", or 4'6". Or, 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 I, I, can't, or I can't bench press 225 two times. Or I, my shuttle can't be a, a, a seven, a six, a eight, you know. So mm -hmm. I always, every year, I always watch the combine, and I will see. I'll look at the top times, see if I can match. Yeah, I always, and like I say, everybody knows I'm fast. And, and hold on, buddy, I'm fast. So I will match my times. I'm like, yo, if he doing this, and I do this, I'm, my times are fast. I bench press more. I can, I can play in the NFL. You know, I can make it. I just need my shot. So. Mm -hmm. I, I say that to say this. I feel like the NL, I don't. It's my NFL now. It's it's, it's it, I, I, the chances of me making to the NFL are probably slim now because I'm 32. Your window closed at 28. Just being real, your window closed for you to make it to. If you ain't haven't been on the on the NFL roster and you're 28, your 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 chances of making it to the NFL are slim. It can happen. It's possible, but those are the rare stories you hear. You feel me? You don't hear that every day. So with that being said, the, the arena for me, I took that as that's my NFL. You know. So right. I take it very seriously. This is my career, and I and I'm I'm quick to tell people this is not semi-pro because, and I'm not to not to semi-pro because yes. that's why I came from. I played semi-pro. Mm -hmm. At my high school, I had to get film. I played semi-pro, couple of games, balled out, sent my film to arena teams, and I, and I and, and work my way up the ladder like that. So by by quick to tell people, no, this is not semi-pro. This is a professional league. This is a professional team. We do get. Go check us out. But like I said, to, to, just to say what I'm trying to say is promote your league. Everybody, everybody need to be promoting the league. If everybody promote the league, man, word of mouth mm -hmm. travels fast. We got social media now, of course, but word of mouth still travels fast. It's just a social media. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I can't that's wait. That's why I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go down to Fayetteville on the 23rd so I can meet the coaches. And I believe we're doing a little appearance. I think we're going to be somewhere, but I'm. I'm all for it. I can't wait. Nice. Anytime, anytime I see the team post something, I repost it. Hands down. Oh, sure. I will be thrilled to see it too. Like I said, getting in the getting in the market is gonna be great. And you guys mm -hmm. lead up, you know, it's about two months out. So that's what's not that's what's man. nuts about it still. It's it's, it's so creeping fast. up on it's us. So Me and Jim fast. have been yeah. thinking about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up fast. I'm excited. First game, April eighth. April eighth, mm -hmm. yeah. April eighth. Mm -hmm. We play Orlando in Orlando. Yeah, so I love playing Orlando too. I love playing down there. <laughs> Should be yeah, fun one day. Yeah, that's a great stadium. I love playing Orlando. Oh, yeah. It's a nice arena down there, of course. Yeah, arena. It is. It's very, it's very nice. I love it. I always so, love playing there because, because like you said about the rivalry thing with uh mm -hmm. with us with Fayetteville Mustangs, we gotta start that rivalry because like when I played for Tampa, Orlando was our rivalry. It's called the Where I the War. The War on I four. Yeah, it was it was a, it was an hour drive. That was our rivalry, so we gotta make this a rivalry for sure. Cobras mm -hmm. versus Fed versus Mustangs. 
I can't wait for y'all to see these jerseys. They're so dope. <laughs> yeah. So that okay. So yeah, you you've seen the jerseys because we're waiting on that. That's I think an next lot of people are wondering about those. Yeah, I hope we do. I, I want to do a dope reveal. I, I, I mean, I, I hope. I, I, like I said, I'm gonna wait and see. When I meet the guys, I'm gonna see what they're trying to do. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna definitely mention it to them. I'm like, man, what y'all doing about the reveal? Y'all need me to buy them for you. I got you. I've done it before. I can do it again. Let me let me get in them jerseys and spice it up so we everybody can see. But y'all, y'all gonna y'all gonna like them. Yeah, I believe y'all gonna enjoy it. it, it the color combination is sick itself within itself. That teal and that gray, and then that black. Woo. Ooh, I already, you know, I already envisioned what I'm gonna have on and everything. But yeah, it's gonna be dope. But I think that's definitely gonna be a robbery. So, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So Kendrick, seeing that your young one behind you is in need of your attention, we're gonna wrap it up with you. Oh, <laughs> um, so, so what's up? So what's up? On? <laughs> um. What is I know this, this is the same lingo from everybody. Your expectations of the season for every team, especially at Fayetteville, this is a new place, new destination. Um, what's your mindset entering this season and capitalizing what your goal, personal goal, or the team goal mindset for you this season is? You want me to tell you about every team or about Fayetteville? Wow, no, you just you, you, this is, you and, this you is and Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Yeah. This is Fayetteville. Oh. Okay, yeah. hey, but listen, I, I, I go, it don't matter what team I'm on, where, where I go, my mindset is to win. It's to win it all. I, I have, oh, yeah. I, I, football is my favorite sport. It's my heart. I have not won a championship in football. I've got a ring in, ring in track, got a ring in basketball. I don't have a ring in football, so I'm still seeking that ring, of course. I've been to the dance, what, three times? Uh, two or three times? Yeah, one, with the storm, storm this past season. I mean, we was mm-hmm. close to previous season when we playoffs. So, yeah, I'm. My mindset is winning. We uh, win at any cost, and win when it matters too, because I, uh, we can have a, we can go. There's no, there's no. It don't make sense for us to go eight and what eight and no, nine and no, ten and no, thirteen and no, fourteen and no. First week of the playoffs, it don't matter what your record is. You lose that game, you're done. Yeah. So that's what, that. That's the thing. I want to peak when we. I, I want to peak at the right time. I want us to peak. I want us as Mustangs to peak at the right time. I don't want us to start hot, then go cold, or stop. I, whatever we start, I want us to be consistent. I want us to be consistent. We winning, let's be consistent. I don't want to be consistent with losing. That's the only thing I want to be consistent with. But if we winning, let's continue to build, 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 and then know that we have to elevate even more when that play first playoff game comes. But we do got to win a certain amount of games to make the playoffs. So winning is the most important thing. So that's my mindset going to this season win you know do your job help others get better and win we got to win at any cost uh have a have a winning record so we can make playoffs so that's that's the first thing let's worry about making playoffs we got to win to make playoffs and then when playoffs come that's a whole nother you know elevation in our game or mindset that we got to go with but um as far as my individual stats or accolades um i i was never that guy like i gotta have the ball i gotta do this because I'm a playmaker. I'm going to make plays. In the arena, you're going to have opportunity to make plays. I'm going to be on the field. As long as I'm on the field, I'm going to make plays. I'm never that guy like, I got to have this. I got to have that. It's good to score. It's, it feels good to be contribute to the team winning. Yeah, but like I tell, I told my, a couple of my players, teammates last year, if if I don't score one touchdown, we win the game, I'm happy. If I score, because I've been there, I've scored six touchdowns in one game and we still lost. I mean, come on now. It, 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 I don't care. I, I'm, I'm still upset. Yeah, yeah, I got a good game, but this is not an individual sport. This is a team mm-hmm. sport. 
if I, I, I had six touchdowns, Note that one. I'm, 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 I'm a, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. I'm going to give y'all something just to, so y'all can have some juice. All right. I, I expect myself to have at least 15 touchdowns. I would okay. like to have, I would like to have 20 plus. To, all right. Let me tell you what I would like to have. I would like to have 20 plus touchdowns. I would like to have over a stack of um, thousand yards receiving. Uh, I would like to have four or five interceptions. I would like to give up no touchdowns on defensive side. And if they had me at return, I would love to have take about four or five lead the lead and, and, and return yards and return touchdowns. Like, I want to be the best. So I want to lead them. Lead, matter of fact, I want to lead in all categories, offense yes. and defense. That's my goal. I want to lead all. I want to be the best of the best. And me, and I feel like me being the best, I have to, the team will have to only win. We will have to win. We, I can't. Uh, let's state Prince for example. Can y'all hear me? My honey for So uh, let's state my boy, my boy, my boy Prince for example. My boy led the lead and and led the lead in all categories both years. And what did this team do? They won the Arena Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know. So shoot, that's the mindset I'm on. If I if I could if I could elevate myself to that thinking and just win and. and, and like lead the lead in all categories, so then we might win it. We, we have no choice but to be at the big dance and win it, you know? And yeah. then have my teammates on that same level. I mean, you know, it'd be great. All my teammates, we, we, the best game I had, I think, this year, the most fun I had, um, the most fun game for me this year was when I think all the receivers, last year, I think when all the receivers had won the game. That was the, the, the best game of the season for, for me. Everybody scored. All the receivers, the starting receivers had a touchdown. And ZB right. had a touchdown. ZB had a rushing touchdown. And Bain had a rushing touchdown. So we was we was we was like firing on all cylinders and we and at the end at the end results we won. You know? So I mean so I have goals for myself, but the main goal is the win. All right. Hey. Yeah. Hello. Technical difficulties, but we're good. Yeah. Well, Kendrick, all I all I could say is we're we're thrilled to see see you back in the league again, and honestly thrilled to get see you as one of those main guys leading the charge for Fayetteville this year. Uh, can't wait to watch you play. You know, even with, and hopefully soon enough get to see those fancy new uniforms out there as well. Uh, but yeah, man, th- thank you for your time. It's been been a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate you, man. Like I always, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate it. we have we are building a friendship. Let's keep this thing going. Matter of fact, uh, if y'all want to do this again, let's do this again for camp. We can do a live one like we did for last year before the game. Let's do a, a practice, a practice video when I'm at camp before like getting ready to practice. Let's do that. I, I'm all for it. So just let me know time and day is good for y'all. We can make it happen, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Oh. Bless up. And we 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 one step closer, one day closer to getting this season cracking. Oh yeah. All right, I think that'll do it. Uh <laughs> Hey, once again special thanks to Kendrick Ings, wide receiver, DB, you know, team special, spe- you know, specialty player, possible return man mm-hmm. for the Fayetteville Mustangs. Uh, all-around great conversationalist. We love talking with with him. Uh and glad that he is going to be on this roster and trying to as you can hear promote the game. You know, that that's the thing. It's uh 
the, the, the sport doesn't get enough promotion, I feel, sometimes as it is, like he was saying. And so it's great to hear someone like him, you know, that story about talking to that Philadelphia Eagles fan. That was, that was really, that was a cool little nugget, you know, kind of saying like, hey, look, I got my chance to sell someone on tickets. Now someone's going to come to a game now, you know. But and that's kind of what he's at. What he and others are going to be doing is they're building up the fan base in Fayetteville. You know, it's that's what is part of this whole new expansion opportunity. Is you are you're trying to establish a base and show off arena football in another market, one that I think has plenty of potential as we have seen. So yeah. it's good to hear. Well, when the state of Cal, uh, oh, wow, state of North Carolina, <laughs> state of California. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I was waiting. Like, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, there goes Jim's little blooper of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Oh, I know. how dare uh, you! <laughs> how dare yeah. you? No, um, yeah, it's North Carolina is a football state. You look at all the universities there. Um, it, it's been on who you talk to. It's a basketball state. Yeah, it's a football state too. Um, and the Fayetteville is rich right there. There, there's a college uh, for uh, Fayetteville State. Um, they have a football program, so hopefully, it promotion helps a team, organization, a league. And the more what Kendrick said, word by mouth, you tell somebody, they tell somebody, they tell somebody. The reason why Jacksonville is so successful with their fan base, the reason why the other arena leagues, um, arena teams, and other arena leagues are successful is because they have history of being in a existence and B they do not stop promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see that, and especially here in the national Arena league, uh, Albany's good at it. Uh, Orlando's good at it. Uh, San, uh, San Antonio's great at it. Uh, they keep, you know, pumping, pumping out content, the more content you do, more eyes you get and people get enjoyed again. That's what in Ings brought that up. Um, yeah. when they find out, Oh, they're here, they get to the game and they're hooked me. I went to a random Orlando predators, uh, New York Dragons football game back in the day, and that got me hooked into the, the sport that I love today. So, and me going to a Columbus Destroyers game only, yeah. you know, now Jesus, it feels longer. It feels like longer <laughs> than that, but only four years ago. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a sport that we need to get more fans to, and honestly, it's word by mouth does it best. It's Players need to stop promoting themselves and promote the league. Thus, more eyes be on the league, and thus we'll get stronger as a league. Mm-hmm. And plus, the community right now in this and, the, and for our sport is you know popping right now. It's it's it there's a lot of buzz, and this is the time to capitalize on it. Yes, uh, we've been around a couple of years, and we're like, yay! It's time to capitalize. It's it's mm-hmm. time to do it. And Kendrick Green's made that made made a statement. And of course, Kendrick is he's a football player, and his, his job is not to promote. His job is to go out there and play. And he made bold statements. He wants to be literally what I mentioned before, before the interview, he wants to be the super, the super sand of Iron Man. He wants to be everything. He wants to be the best DB, the best wide receiver, best everything. And you expect that from a player. If you don't expect that from a player at all, excuse me, I just had a strange hiccup. Ugh. My bad. <laughs> Blooper. Um, that was, I don't understand that will happen. That's a blooper reel, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're still alive. But anyways, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's funny, but at the same time, experience, his mentality, that's what you need from football players. That's mm-hmm. what you need. You have that from a football player mentality that spreads on your team, that builds character, that builds what your team's going to be, especially what he hinted with the jerseys. Maybe we have something dropping pretty I- soon. 
Well, I think that's what I'm now got me. I think I'm fascinated because he kind of, even before we started recording, you know, and then leading in, geez, you are just dealing with this right now. We're just going to roll with that. Uh, is that, you know, the jerseys that I'll be honest, the jerseys, I almost, it's, we've been so talking about just prep for the season that that hasn't been brought up as of yet, but that's got to be coming up soon. You know, I, I can't wait to hear about these. He's got to be pumped for this color combination that they're setting up out there in Fayetteville. And I mean, that teal, the teal, they've got the gray, they got mm-hmm. the gray turf with that, with the gray accent they're going to be having in the uniform. So that should look really snazzy on broadcast. Yeah. So I like their logo. Yeah. Their logo, oh, no, their logo, their logo is really clean. It's a their clean logo is very nice. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a clean graphic and you have a clean logo, um, that's half the battle. Because I know we, you know, a lot of people make fun of Oregon. Like, oh, they're just an average football team, but their but their logo and their brand and their jerseys is what sells kids to that university, mm-hmm. and that does translate to the professional level. Like, that's the thing. There's trends. Why do NFL teams every single Thursday or Wednesday or Saturday announce their team combinations? Because that's a thing now in the in, in, in sports. It's what's the combination your team's wearing. And I think you have that type of jersey, you have that type of brand that sells, that gets people to buy jerseys, that gets people to buy your team colors. And again, if that combination, it, it's pretty exciting because mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it because I can't wait to blast it. Um, we've seen other jerseys throughout the league. It's a part of the game and it's part of the sport. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, <laughs> right. it, that's honestly – from a perspective from the Fayetteville side of things, a hype video, a reveal, like having one of your players actually walk out to a, like a, I want to say pep rally with the announcement or whatever. I think that can, you know, really, you know, energize a fan base, energize yeah. a community. Yeah. And it also brings more eyes to the product. And what Kendrick said, he's like, hey, I'll go out there and walk around the Jersey right now. Let me just do it. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm looking forward to it because that's the next drop for the jerseys. They're the only team that we haven't seen any jerseys from, but it, it, it's the joy of covering arena football, honestly. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll, I'll tell you, like I said, the jersey the jersey announcement will get will add some extra hype. Obviously, they're hyping up that big tailgate coming up on the eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they got plenty of stuff on the table that they'll be, you know, right, kind of like ramping up social media wise that they've been doing more and more lately. So not to mention, of course, you know, you can promote the Nets again, big thing for all the seven teams we got to bring up. You can promote the Nets this year. That's, that's a win in itself saying that you got arena football back in your building, uh, that you get to play in a league that has that squared away. Speaking Mm -hmm. of games, Jim, we're going to do this with every team, by the way, and we'll basically diving deeper into what we did with the schedule, but with team by team basis, Mm -hmm. let's go into the Mustangs key games for this season, which again, if you are, looking for tickets and are trying to keep an eye for those single tickets, make sure that you are going to FayettevilleMustangs.com. And eventually, once they get the ticket master for the single game up, they will have those up as well. FayettevilleMustangs.com. You can also contact their ticketing department, by the way. So be sure to check out that a- avenue as well mm-hmm. uh, if you are looking for season tickets. So key games. Let's uh, take a look at the schedule here. Uh, we'll pop that bad boy up on the screen. So, there's a few options right off the bat, I think, that kind of stand out. Um, and I think the first one, we'll just throw this onto the gate. I'll throw it on the on the banners, is uh, that that week, well, 
week three matchup, but the second game of the season for the Mustangs against the Sharks. Mm-hmm. It says week two, but we meant game two. Um, but, so here's the reason, deal. First off, it's their home game, their, their inaugural home opener. It's the ultimate tailgate. Second, as we implied, it's a it's a good kind of litmus test start. You know, you get Orlando right out of the bat, who, as we've talked, they have a lot of, you know, they got a lot of great specialty players surrounding them out there. So week, week, week one for them will be great. But like week three, a.k.a. their second game, though, you get the Sharks, who another, you know, st- steadfast quality organization, as Jim knows, um, one that has been consistently successful in the league as well. And home opener, which they are prepping up as well. So that's a key game right out of the gate, I think. You got to mention it. We, we did feel wrong to not because it's it's their first home game of their organization's history. Mm-hmm. Well, you expect that. It's their first home game. And if they do go out in week one and perform well and pull off an upset in Orlando, then that week uh, three game, the second game of the season for Fayetteville, will be huge. And, of course, you're, you're playing home – um, against a organization that is it's a legacy organization of the of the game, uh, it's the Jacksonville Sharks. They are, in the words of a certain coach, they are the New York Yankees of arena football because uh, yep. they've been there, they've done that, they won championships. Now, uh, that could have just offended off a whole fan base up north, but you know, it's that's not my words. Um, it's, it's going to be a key because now Fayetteville is going to start this, this game and you're going to go up against a Jacksonville Shark organization that's led by Jason Gibson. And knowing Jason Gibson and knowing his mentality as a coach, um, you're going to have one of the best defenses in the league come into your building. And he's told me and he's told fans that he built his defense to stop mobile quarterbacks. Cato is a mobile quarterback. That's going to be a key game for the Fayetteville. It's not because of who they're facing. It's the introduction of the team in the city. Um, this is where you get fans in the game and you sell the game to them, thus bringing them back for more games and later in the year. And we can right. look at that schedule again. Uh, it, of course, the bye weeks are just you know plentiful in the first half. Yeah, real um, early ones for them. Although they do have a slightly later one in the schedule, which I mean, the NAL, as we know, that was one of the key themes was a lot of buys are earlier. But there's, mm-hmm. you know, week eleven buy ain't too bad. That's good mm-hmm. for a stretch run. Of course, and they're one of the they're two they're one of the five uh, NAL teams that have fourteen games. As remember, they're two teams that have twelve, and Orlando and San Antonio. But again, you look at the schedule, how they did it the five teams you have two teams you play three times in this case they play uh albany and carolina three times and the rest uh, two times but speaking of that um i think that we can we're going to claim this we're the first one to say it so if fayville steals it yeah. or carolina steals it uh the carolina rumble series um uh, that would be their key uh, next key series key matchup um it's because it's going against the Carolina Cobras. It's a 90-minute drive. Uh, we're, we here at the inside of the walls are going to try to make this a rivalry between the two school uh, two schools. Yeah, college. Schools. Uh, between the two teams because um, what's better in a league is more rivalries. And in-state rivals, you know, hold more of a, a grudge because uh, hopefully mm-hmm. West Texas and Antonio become that. Um, Jackson and Orlando already have a history. 
Um, and hopefully we have this here with Fayetteville and Caroline. The reason why I think this is big is it, it help uh, help that both communities, Greensboro and Fayetteville, really to you know embrace both teams. Um, Greensboro has been there, done that. They've won the championship before, but a little Fayetteville uh, get try and get respect on the name. Basically, the way to do that is you win your series uh, in, in rival in state rival series. Yeah, and hopefully the Caroline Rumble. That's our name, Caroline Rumble. They can do, come up with a name. They won, but inside the walls has done that. That's us and Caroline Rumble. If you hear that anywhere else, uh, they are fake news. Um, anyways, huh. <laughs> <Okay>. it, <laughs> but also the also the wrap up the actual key game. This is one that me and Zach kind of agreed on um, because uh, I'll say the reason why I think if you remember you go back to their schedule, uh, week ten they are at Jacksonville. Um, this is the, what we like to call, we have it as our slate on the season. When we get there with a podcast, that's going to basically be our separation Saturday, separation Sunday week, because you, that's basically the halfway point of the season. And the second half is either your playoff contender. You're going to try and compete for playoffs or you're falling further and further behind the pack. Week 10, they're just coming off of a three game road trip to the three. Well, recently the three top teams in the league uh, mm-hmm. three teams that made the playoffs last year in the in the NAL Carolina Jacksonville and Albany um that week 10 game at Jacksonville is not because they're playing Jacksonville it's will you suffer three straight losses or will you get that win on that road in week 10 to salvage your first half of your slate is schedule and have a potential in the second half of the season with four of the last six games at home and in especially week 17 at home against Albany that right. is a that's a crucial uh, a crucial you know stretch there you win that game at Jackson let's say they're 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 hovering right there at a 500 record and they're coming off maybe two losses on the road and you go down to Jacksonville and you beat Jacksonville on the road and you're still hovering around there at 500 then you have that bye week you get healthy possibly some other players pop up on free agency warrant and you grab them and boom, the next six weeks, you have four to six at home. And if you if you're cooking at home, as they as the new kids will say, are cooking. If you're cooking at home, then you have home field advantage. Then that 500 record at that halfway point, you're you know plus two, plus three games above 500, and that is clearly a playoff team in the NAL um, because I've 500 gets you win. Honestly, it's seven and seven. Um, if you can get nine wins, that's definitely in. Um, and having a back half schedule like that with four of the six at home benefits a especially franchise French uh, early team, but that first mm-hmm. half of slate is going to be difficult, especially that three game road trip. Yeah, the, the three game, that three game road trip midway through the year before you hit that week eleven bye, uh, pretty brutal. Um, if you can steal, honestly, if you if you're sitting at like five hundred or maybe a game game or two above five hundred entering that week that week 11 by I think you're in a pretty good spot with the remaining home games like we're talking so that that stretch you know that Jacksonville game it's not only important I think for say tiebreaker implications but also just like you're talking just seeing if they can end on a strong note going into a bye like you want I know that you know bye weeks help you rest but it's good to have a win on your back to where you can kind of get that confidence boost for that end of the year run Mm -hmm. that you need and again you know you have Albany two of those last six games. 
you know, to, and you are facing them twice on the road, but like you said, you know, you want to have yourself prepped and ready to go, especially again, if it comes down to a tiebreaker scenario, because again, we only have seven teams in this league. So mm-hmm. you really want to get your wins against series. If you can, you know, the Carolina rumble series, like you're talking, you know, yeah, it's crucial for in-state rivalries. It's a 90 minute or about 90 minute drive for each side. And it helps with fan bases, but really, you know, say, you know, Fayetteville wins that series. That's big. If Carolina's right there, you know, say they win the series or sweep against Jacksonville. That's big for playoff implications right there. If it gets tight, you know, these are things you have to consider. So the mm-hmm. Albany series to like, you're talking to me as well. You know, they get through that, that first stretch, say, say they happen to steal one of those two away games, you know, that that's good for their, their chances in that end of the year, say spot, if they happens, if it happens to be crucial for their playoff implications, a lot on the line, but mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, at the very least that three game road stretch, once they get through, once they get through uh, weeks one through six, seven through 10 will be uh, or sorry, weeks one through seven, seven, eight through 10 will definitely be a test on this team's mental. But yeah. if you, I mean, if you can, if Charles Gunnings has his crew in order and say Rakeem Cato is hitting on all strides at this point through the year, they, they have good shots right now. Like I said, veteran crew they have on that roster. So they have good shots that they can steal some games or, you know, straight up just win and, make them look good you know mm-hmm. there's shots there's possible chances here yes and also i'm going to give a shout out to discord user jpen for doing the graphic for our schedule um i appreciate yeah. it he did, uh, so forgot to do that when i dropped Much appreciated. it um yeah the schedule is we can look at the schedule and say oh these are key games key, these are just like the week 10 game in jackson uh week 10 at jacksonville and we're just doing that because that's the make or break for separation Saturday, separation Sunday, what teams are going to be the top half and what teams are going to be in the bottom half. And that's why we can see who can be contenders or not. Um, but then again, the, the season as it is right now, we really don't know who or what game is going to be until we're three or four weeks in. We're going, oh, yeah, that's why. That's why. Um, that's why this game game's crucial. It can also change, but – um, to the National Marine League. Um, it's called the Carolina Rumble Series between Fayetteville and um, Carolina. So that's going to be fact. Uh, there's no, no no negotiations. That's the Carolina Rumble Series. Um, but speaking of that, um, earlier today, if you were watching social media, we made an announcement of games of the week. Every, every single week, every well, during the year, we have the people, the fans, our listeners vote on what game is what. Uh, we're going to have a little stipulations on this year, so we're more evenly balanced between the games and who we have on the show and what interviews we're going to have. Um, people ask, what's the game of the week? What do you mean? The game of the week is the show. Usually the host team of the game of the week will be the, the theme show. We'll have a player, a coach, an executive of that team on breaking down and talking and interviewing about who, um, what's going on, how the season's going, you know, our interviews, but during the season, um, some weeks on the game of the week. So be selected. They'll be made. You will get a week of like properly announcement on Wednesday of a live reaction, live stream. It will either be me and Zach. It'll be me and Justin. Uh, who's our going to be our guys going to run our social media or it's going to be me and Mason or whoever. It's going to be one of us for one random Saturday or Friday night doing a live reaction to an NAL game, but that's, that's not going to be every single week. That's going to be on selective games based on schedule and availability, but theme game, game of the weeks on inside the walls are theme shows. 
But the limitation is this. Um, there's four, seven teams. We have 24 weeks until we get to playoff push, which is the final mm-hmm. four weeks of the season. We're going to do minimum of three teams get at least three times, three showings. There might be games where the host team has already been on three times. That means we'll interview the, 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 the opposing team. But how we're doing the game of the weeks is me and Zach, Mason, and Justin, and some outside help with the league, we'll, we'll announce our game of the week for a certain week, two weeks out before that game week. So with that, if you saw the announcement, we already announced our first three weeks of the season uh, for the games of the week. So to the people who are introducing the game of weeks, um, let me play the video and see. We'll be back after this. say gunslingers empire i'm instantly mm-hmm. just excited look last year those those matchups at the end of the season and and that you know that was with you know robert kent being under center who was lighting Correct. it up at the time you know you're gonna see pretty much a, sim, a similar empire squad returning and now jonathan bain getting into the mix correct that one i mean look I, I love the other two as well but that one straight away if you're like if you're a fan of the nal and you saw that one as the week three option you're probably salvating be like yeah that's definitely my game of the week. Those two, that's going to be fireworks. Yeah. I am for, thrilled to see those fireworks. And for the Par Podcast listeners, uh, the week one game of the week is Cobras at San Antonio Gunslingers. Um, week two is the Orlando Predators traveling to the Albany Empire. And week three, again, Gunslingers and Empire. So there's that back-to-back uh, teams that have already been on twice. So we might do something unique there. We might get possibly two players from both teams. We'll talk to Bain, talk to someone else, or talk to Castronova, whatever. Well, it's going to be – hopefully it's an early season matchup that we can really hype up, and it's one of the key matchups in the schedule anyways. It's between those two teams, especially how close um, both, all three games were, and especially Albany's first loss was to San Antonio earlier in the year, last year, first week, or the first loss, I think week six, I think was. don't remember. Um, but still, crucial games. Those are three games. Again, we'll announce week four – around the first and after week one so we know who's going to be a matchup so uh, for you albany empire fans i say that we don't give you guys coverage um we have your team preview the final week then we have week one so it's bam albany then i think we albany san antonio followed by albany albany so albany empire fans the first month of the season is a lot of theme for you don't have a lot of empire personnel here Possibly return the Levesque, possibly return Gaz, Coach Manas, Castronova, Darius Prince, name a few um, people who've been on the show before. Also some new guys. And if if there's some new players you want us to get, ladies and gentlemen, message us at Pod. We will happily reach out to these players and get them on. Uh, we have a couple guys lined up for Orlando who are new to Orlando that we've gotten. Um, so we're excited for that. So, again, Pod, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Get a hold of us of any players that you want on the show. We will get them on the show. But again, that is our um, 
three game of the weeks for week one through week three. So that means the season is just around the corner. Yep. And next week we head west to Odessa with West Texas. The announcement of the interview of that player or coach will be later this week. So, yeah. So it's getting close, dude. We're seven weeks away and the season and blink of the eye will be, will be there. Blink of the eye, dude, we'll be, you know, chilling somewhere and hopefully in Jacksonville for a championship game. <laughs> just joking soon. yeah so very the season will be <laughs> seasons there bro so yeah very soon so we'll be it'll be exciting yep next week folks uh odessa folks out of there out there in west texas you'll be getting your preview um but yeah again mustangs fans will jump we'll drop this on the screen before we head head out on the way remember you can check out you still have a chance to kick up season tickets right now at fayettevillemustangs.com contact mm -hmm. their rep out there which i'm going to get that really quick for you just based on the front office staff uh their ticketing and mer merchandise uh manager is uh neomia raymer she is they they're going to their vp of ticketing and merchandise so i would recommend you reach out to that office uh and check in with them get your season tickets and you know like I said, sounds like it's going to be so far so good in terms of leading up for the home opener from what it sounds like for sales, from what Jim's mm -hmm. told me and what he knows. So, uh, you know, join in with the crowd and season tickets go on sale March 15th. So you'll be able to, if you want to just go out there for that to start, get a taste of it, maybe you get more enticed. That's the game to do it. The ultimate tailgate will be out there as well. So about that, I think that's that about covers it, Jim. <laughs> uh, it's only so much we could talk about Fayetteville and their schedule to the fans of Fayetteville. Welcome to the National Arena League, um, and hopefully you guys uh, interact with us because we'll interact with you, uh, and the, especially the three uh, preview show or three theme shows we'll have with the Fayetteville Mustangs throughout the year. We'll have more players and more coaches and more executives on to talk uh, Fayetteville Mustangs football. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I am Jim Mernier. That is Zach Kyleman. This is Inside the Walls, episode eight of 84, Into the Stable. And we'll see you next week as we prepare for war with the warbirds of West Texas. See you later, ladies and gentlemen.